Hello, hello, everybody. My name is Megan Weaver, and this is my very first podcast, and I'm super, super excited about it. It is called Water or Wine Time with Megan, Life, Love, and Entertainment. So I am an actress, just so you guys know a little bit about me, and I decided to talk to some friends of mine, friends, people I know, people I've met, people who I will just be meeting for the first time on my podcast to talk about all these various topics and figure out how you're able to balance everything and remain sane and have a normal life. Everybody has a job and everybody has, I see my guest is spying, (laughs) looking at the questions and cheating right now. So I might as well go ahead and introduce you guys to her. Her name is Chanel Downey. She is an actress. Yes, she is an actress, dancer, producer, uh, extraordinaire. Child makeup artist if you need it. (laughs) All that, all that, all the hats, all the hats. So she does it all, guys. So if you need any of those things, she well, she'll do it. PA, um, sweet floors, clean, um, personal masseuse, all of that. (laughs) Wait, I didn't know a personal masseuse. I'm not good at it, but you know, doesn't mean I won't take the job. You know, you got to fake it till you make. Okay, okay, true. So maybe you're not my first (laughs) go-to when I need a massage. (laughs) Or maybe the free not give you a tip kind of thing. (laughs) Exactly. All right, so with it being the beginning of the year, you know everybody makes their New Year's resolutions and has a whole list of everything. Okay, so these are the things I'm going to accomplish, and then they fail. So have you already failed your New Year's resolutions, or did you even make any New Year's resolutions? Girl, I never do. I think my main motivation is every day to just keep being better you know find find what works and what doesn't work what parts of my temper work and and does not clearly does not work you know just it's it's basically an everyday thing with me I can't my focus is too short to be you know at the beginning of the year oh this is what I'm going to do because by Tuesday I'm already on to the next thing and you know I have a checklist it's already checked down so December 31st is no different than January 14th for me yeah yeah I agree you know with me I think it's always like depending on the time of year like you know if it's July and you feel like you've peaked or you haven't achieved anything or your goals are not done by July then people freak out you know it's like oh well let me just wait till December to like do it, you know, do what I want to do and make my New Year's resolution. No, make your halfway year resolution. If things aren't right in July, don't stay complacent and just stay there just because it's July. And my other thing, too, is is I'm paranoid Patty. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, my my daily list of accomplishment, monthly list of accomplishment, that's playing in my sleep. That's playing during lunch. That's playing when I wake up for breakfast. So it's it's something that's that's always with me. It's not it it doesn't fade and then recur again because you know some ball has dropped. You know, yeah. that's pretty much how I work. I agree. <laughs> so I that's mean, pretty, pretty much pretty how I work. Paranoid Patty. I'm like worried about everything twenty four seven. Like, oh my god, what is my hair? What is my teeth? What is this? What is that? You know, so. It's it's pretty much an ongoing transformation with me, always, yeah. always, yeah. And I think there's people out there that are actually the opposite and don't care. And it's like, oh, maybe you should have been paranoid, Patty, leaving right. the house. No, those are the ones 
had when the new year come around, they got rhymes and stuff like mm, 2015 going to be mine. I'm a shine like no boo. Yeah. <laughs> if it didn't work for you three days ago when it was December 28th on a third, it's not going to be much of a difference. Yeah. You gotta, you know what I mean? It's, it's a it's a mentality that you have to keep with you and not just once a year. Like, you know how people are nice on Christmas? Like, oh, it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'll do this. So, no, you should be that way all the time. Just because it's Christmas, don't give someone $5, you know, to go eat. When you see them on the street and you walk past them every day of the year and can care less about their well-being, and then because it's Christmas, you want to go and, you know, drop a little $5 or go donate blankets. Do that all year round. Be who you want to be all year round, you know? Don't just do it because, you know, you've had a fabulous party somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I couldn't agree with you more because there are so many people that do that. Like, oh, I'm a give. It's, I'm so giving. I'm so, I'm so giving. I do so on much Christmas. on, on Christmas. Christmas. Or I did this on Thanksgiving. Look yeah, at me. Yeah. I gave a canned food on Thanksgiving. Or I gave a homeless person one sandwich. A canned food. A canned food. <laughs> now, we know there are people like that in the world. Yeah. And then let's say it's, what, December 26th. Are you giving that sweater away? Are you giving that gift? It's a difference of whether you're doing it for your conscience or whether you're doing it for the other person. Mm. Is the is the giving internal to make you feel good about yourself or is it external? It's to make someone it's it's about someone else that's mm-hmm. beside yourself. When mm-hmm. you only do it once a year, you know, not knocking people who do it once a year because that's more than what other people even do, mm-hmm. you know? But I'm just saying you should always strive to be the better you. Don't wait for a holiday or a reason or a season. Always strive to be a better you. Yeah, you know, I agree. And I think another thing, too, people don't they say stuff, but they're not doing it. Yeah, (laughs) I see your face. It's like, you know, I want to be an actress, but I'm gonna ride it out in Arkansas. You can try it. I mean, you know, I just wouldn't try to be a marine biologist in Ohio. Mm. You know, amen. You know, it's 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 the same thing. You know, if. Anything you want, you're going to have to make a sacrifice for it. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's what, what the, the loop, the jump is. The jump is what am I willing to sacrifice, you know, to make my dream come true? Whatever your dreams may be. It doesn't have to necessarily be in entertainment. Your dreams could be to be a plastic surgeon. You might have more clients if you move to California. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know? I think we've seen a couple of people that's like, ooh, you definitely have a lot of work done. Yes. Now, back home, I know I don't see a lot of too many people that walk around with Barbie doll faces. No. So if you do plastic no. surgery or if you have a goal and you're listening to this right now, California may be your place. Yes, if you got those hands, if you got them hands that can touch and mold and scope new faces and new places, you might want to, this might be the space for you. You said new faces. Places and new places. This might be the place. Okay. Place, you know, the placement of the new, you know, the vagina rejuvenation. All right. They do that now. They do that now. I don't think you guys peeped it, but she's also a freestylist. I just (laughs) wanted to throw that out there. The way she said that. You know, the album coming out soon. You know. You know. You know. You know. Yes, yes. Oh, and um, I forgot to talk about our little beverages because you guys can't see this, but we are sipping on some vino called Lambrusco. And um, yes, I'm sorry, I'm savoring this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, the thought of it. 
And just going back to my title, it's Water or Wine, because this is L.A., and we do have some fit people or, you know, people who just don't drink for various reasons. Unlike us today, we are having some wine. Can't think of a reason. Exactly. And why not? I want people Listen, to feel comfortable. If it was good enough for Jesus. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he served one of the wine. If wine was good enough for Jesus. Mm, preach. Get it. off your high horse. Yes. That's all I'm saying. If it was good enough, unless you have, you know, too much, you know, the the little, you know, 12 step. Mm. Keep on your stride, boo. I'm with stay you. dry. Stay, stay dry. dry. I'm here with you. Yeah. And that's why you will have wine. If you're on this podcast and you have a 16 steps or what is it? Not 16. 16 12, 24. 12, 12, 12 steps. 12, 18. Yes. I don't mm-hmm. know. Clearly, we have not had that problem. So, um, Mm-mm. but if you do, we do have water for you. I do have a champagne addiction, however. Mm. I am addicted to champagne. Mm. I was thinking about going to pharmacy school, but, you know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. And I remember she was going to bring some champagne today. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> see, that's when you know something, uh, someone's trying to come up with a lie. What had happened was, mm, what had happened was what? Oh, well, A, I didn't wake up till like one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, one o'clock. Yes. One o'clock. What do you do? What, what's going on? Like, why do you sleep till one? Oh, child, listen. When you're brain works like mine and you have no sleep because you're always just on edge you're always like you know what i mean there's so many balls up in the air that that i just you know hate to say i juggle balls because you know it gets a little weird but yeah maybe she has another job i don't know i thought she's kept it like normal professional but maybe she's in another profession are we opening up but i just feel like you know i i sleep late i do a, I love my beauty rest, but B, I feel like my bed is my safe zone. That's where the phone is not allowed. That's where the world is not, you know, can never enter. So I, I usually, if I can, I try to stay in my safe zone as much as, you know, as long as I can mm-hmm. until I have to then go and face the world and check Instagram and be on Facebook and check IMDb mm-hmm. Pro and answer back, you know, callbacks and you know, videotape audio submissions and, you know, get ready for this audition or get ready to go to work, make sure I pack a bag, make sure I got to go to three auditions after that, you know what I mean? Before the world starts, sometimes it's nice to just be in peace and solace. And that little piece of bed that I have, that's my safe zone Mm -hmm. where the world cannot enter. So, I, I, yeah, if I can stay there until one, then that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. I'm not mad at that because you still get it done. You know, and that doesn't matter for whoever, any business that you do. If you sleep late and you get your work done the uh, later in the day and you just stay up later, that's fine. It's, Whatever works best you know, for you. It's all about finding what little piece can keep you sane mm. in, in any job. Even if you're a nurse and everything is go, 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 and you're always, you know, assisting someone else or you're trying to, you know, you're a nurse, but you're still in school to get your doctor. Whatever you're doing, the world is always at your front door you know what i mean and then and there's also so many ways for people to contact us if they call us and they can't answer we don't answer they'll message us on facebook they'll dm us on twitter they'll you know mm-hmm. direct message us on instagram the world is always you know requiring something from you you need to find what little piece of serenity whatever it is if it's like how i said balconies you know even if it's just just being outside on your little stoop for five minutes with a brush of fresh air 
you need to find whatever piece of serenity that you can. And my bed is my serenity, and that's why everything on it is down. <laughs> it's down. It's down. down. Yes. yes. I feel bad for them gooses and geeses. But they make you feel good at night, and they make you sleep. rest in peace while I'm resting in peace. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I love it. I love it. (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and dig into a little bit of the, you know, while we're here. Let's talk about who you're dating and what's your love life going on. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, Kyle Marcus, I love him. Side note, you can't see this, but she's lighting up right now. She's blushing. Of course, we've been together four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started a company together, production company. Um, it's him, myself, um, Tim Hutchison, and a very talented girl, Javanta Roberts, my friend for, damn, how long have me and Javanta been friends? Too long. Way too long. Yeah. <laughs> for a very long time. I, yeah, I've known her forever, it feels like. Um, so yeah, the four of us, we started a production company coming out with uh, a new hit, may I have pre- hit TV yes, show, hit. hit, starring Chanel Downey, Javanta Roberts, the talented Megan Weaver, yes, which is funny, oh, and I cannot forget about my homegirl, Tanidra Howard, she's, okay, y'all don't know Tanidra, but she's from um, Scream Queen, Saw, she is absolutely hilarious between her and Megan I have to be in the edit with a diaper on because I'm pissing myself okay it is so yes it's so with a diaper with a diaper on yeah me and uh, me and Javance are perfectionists so we watch all of the scenes that we're in ourselves like with a scowl like "Mm, I don't like that Mm, I got a double chin Mm, all my hair look like that Mm, all my makeup look like that the only time we get to like relax and like enjoy what we're watching is when we're like watching you girls because you girls is just going off and it's just it's crazy I'm yes. so excited. I'm so excited. All right. Well, since we're already talking about it, let's go ahead and talk about what you're, the title of the show, what's it about, or oh, wait, whatever okay, you want to delve I gotta, into. I got to get back onto my boo. Okay, yeah. We can, yeah. I'm like. I got to get back onto him. He is like godsend. Like, it's funny because I tell him this all the time. I knew when we first met, like, that there was something there. Like, not, not immediately, like, once he spoke, but once we danced, it it just, I don't know, it was just, it was magic. Like, we, okay. Okay, well, I'm going to pause it, because I remember we were actually talking about this story. It was me, John, and a couple of the other guys, and we were saying how you told us the story in Big Bear. My Okay, just to let you guys know, we went to Big Bear for my birthday <laughs> a couple years ago, and I kind of remember, but tell me the story on how you guys met. So, we met at a mutual friend's birthday party, and, um... It was him and his identical twin brother. I had had a couple of drinks. So, you know, I thought they were both cute. So I walked up to them. They look exactly alike. So it's not like you can say one's cute and one the other one isn't. They look yeah, exactly yeah. the fuck alike. And they actually were dressed alike. They'd like to say they weren't. They were dressed similar. But they don't, they never do it. They just think exactly alike. Mm. So they'll go and put on the same exact outfit and then be pissed at each other. Mm. But they still wear it and go out. It's crazy. So anyway... I walk up over to him, and I'm like, am I drunk, or am I seeing double? Now, he thought that was a line, but I was act- that was a legit question on my behalf. Huh. I had had some shots. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he immediately goes, oh, honey, your 
smash. Let me buy you another. Oh, oh. <laughs> Not your smash, I'll that. buy you another. <laughs> After that, it was just the rest is history, yeah. And we've just been rocking out ever since. Ooh. And, and that that's my that's my best friend. I just think it's so cute that he was like, you're smashed, I'll buy you. I was like, what are you, are you trying to take me home? What are you doing? What are you doing here? It's so weird. It's, 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 it's crazy because we don't have legit conversations. Like, you know how, like, when you begin to tell somebody something, but they already know what you're saying, so you go, and then, and then, you know, or like, what is that? Yeah, oh, ha, ha, yeah. Like, that's, we just go to get, like, peanut butter and jelly. It's, it's, it's really, sometimes it's eerie, but. It just, it works. <laughs> yeah. It's eerie sometimes. I mean, that's what I believe. I believe that certain relationships should not be hard work. They shouldn't. It should not be. They Good shouldn't. relationships are not hard work. It just works. I feel like in a relationship, if you have to ask for basic common respect, then maybe you should move on. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I shouldn't have to ask somebody... Why aren't we boyfriend and girlfriend? Mm-hmm. If we're playing those roles, if that's something that we're doing. I mean, even if you do ask, because, you know, some people aren't, you know, always on the same page at the same time, you know, that might ignite something in them. And then they go, yeah, you know what? That doesn't make sense. Or, you know, why aren't we married? If it doesn't ignite in that other person, like, you know, yeah, why? that doesn't make sense. Like, you are the one who I want to spend the rest of my life with. If it's a begging or if it's always a pulling of someone for just common respect, like, don't. I don't know, but you're taking other people. That's yeah. common respect. Yeah. You know, if you have to ask for that, like, hey, by the way, this is like the fifth time I've asked you. Could you not huh? slip and fall and bosom? You know, that <laughs> you're not slip and fall. That might be, you know, that's for me. That's a deal breaker, and I feel like I've never had, I've never had to pull these things from him. I've never really had to pull like I love you. I've never had to pull the common decency, common respect. And that, that's, to me, for, for a long time, I've been dating a lot of, you know, assholes. That, that, mm-hmm. that it was refreshing, to say the least. It was refreshing to see someone who just got it the same, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That just got it the same time I did, mm-hmm. you know? But. So how do you feel like you're able to balance being in the entertainment business and working with him and also having an intimate relationship? Because that's how, I mean, you have to have two separate worlds. You have to be able to go out and have your personal time where you're dating and not just doing business. So how are you able to have that balance? How are you able to do it? You know, to be honest, there's no way to say that you can honestly separate it. And I feel like the fact that we haven't honestly separated, you know, like, okay, this is when we do business, this is when we do whatever, that's what's made it work. We've learned a long time ago how to argue. Mm. Because in a relationship, you're going to argue. You're going. You're not going to agree on everything, mm-hmm. and you're. You know what I mean. Especially in the beginning, it's it's learning what other people what what someone's boundaries are. Like, look, you can yell, but um, this is where your tone can go, and if it go past that, then we got an issue. You mm-hmm. see yeah, what he's like, uh, uh, that's uh, that tone. Bring it back down, down to the tone that we discussed. You're at a you're at a nine point eight, and I told you I can only do a nine point seven. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because we've learned how to, ar- how to basically argue, we've learned how to communicate when things aren't 
going right, it totally worked in our professional world too. Because even in a professional world, we don't always go see everything eye to eye. Mm-hmm. We don't see the same way a scene should always go. Most of the time we're on the same page, which is lucky for us. But sometimes, you know, we don't always agree on the way a scene should go or, or the lighting or the sound or, you know what I mean? Or what we're doing. But because we've all already learned how to argue in our personal life, we learned how to deal with each other business-wise, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that is, that is, that's pretty much like the key to everything, mm-hmm. you know? All right. So I know you said you've dated. He oh, go ahead. too, because he's a producer, so he knows how talent mm-hmm. works. He knows actresses and, you know, how we're legit crazy. So he's okay with me. Being we are a little crazy. crazy. Just a little, a little, crazy. A little crazy, Yeah. Right? You know, so he's, he's weren't, you know, he knows how to deal. And I know how to deal with his schedule because, you know, I'm an actress myself, so I know how producers have to – the edit ends when the edit ends, you mm-hmm. know? Y'all might have had a date for that night, but MTV can't wait to get awkward because y'all had a date, and he has to be out of the edit by seven, mm-hmm. you know? You mm-hmm. just learn. You just learn. You know what I mean? You guys know the business. You know the industry. You know how things work already, so you don't really – that's not an issue. Like, some girls who aren't in the industry and they're – boyfriends or significant others are music producers mm-hmm. they always have an, they have issues with you know the producers being in the studio until three four six in the morning they don't understand that life they don't understand like why did why don't you come home mm-hmm. that's when boo you better learn how to um produce too so you could be right there next to them or you better learn how to rub feet in the studio or spit bars or you know what i mean <laughs> like you know what i mean that goes back to your masseuse skills you're right. like okay you better right. learn or exactly. figure it out or just be you know real comfortable at home by yourself a little while but because we're both kind of in the industry we understand how things roll and we don't trip Mm, is there anything that you guys do like maybe between each other like you have a special thing that might help other couples to have you know manage their business and then their personal life or what do you what do you guys do do you have anything like that if you don't you don't the key to it all Because as women, we like to either harbor feelings Mm -hmm. and be like, no, that's okay. Or, no, I'm all right. I'm good. She say, no, that's all right. I'm okay. I'm good. She's not good. She's not good. That's (laughs) not all right. That's not okay. And ladies, stop doing that. You have to be able to verbalize your feelings and control your emotions. You have to be able to say, listen, I was hurt when you Mm -hmm. listen. I was offended by, and then, you know, then he can go, well, I didn't like the way you came at me. And you say, you know what, I only came at you because I was in my feelings about this, that, and the fourth. I didn't mean for you to feel this way, but the only reason why you felt that way is because I felt this way. And hopefully he'll be man enough to apologize to. That's what we do, too. Mm-hmm. We, own mm-hmm. our, we own our shit. Because I know my mouth is legit crazy. Ah. I'm from Newark. <laughs> if you haven't heard it. If you haven't, if you haven't heard it already in my, in my voice, I'm from Newark. And we go, when we argue, we go for the gusto. Before we even throw them hands, we've already ripped, ripped your head off your shoulders with our mouth. Ah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if we can even get to that part, because most of the time we just throw hands. <laughs> unfortunately mind you she's moving her hands right now and i'm like wait we're friends though right like just just make your hands face this this way <laughs> but it's, it's it's basically communication don't harbor feelings because 
that they just fester and they get worse. And something that's very small will trigger something very big. Anytime that you feel like you something wrong's been done to you in the smallest or the biggest part, you just have to, you know, say it. And you have to own up to your bullshit too. Cause you know, like like I said, my mouth is crazy. So sometimes he's like, Well, I didn't like the way you were talking to me, you know? And I'll go, you know, I am a rude bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that a little fucked up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you know, I am a rude bitch. So my bad for being a rude bitch about that. I probably should have just said this. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, always, always address any problems to debt it and squash it. Because if you let them build and fester, they will take on a life force of their own. And you'll notice that you'll start going into rooms with a negative mm. mentality towards your significant other. And that's not the way you want to enter a room, leave a room, stay in a room. You know what I mean? So our thing, my thing is, if it's something that needs to be said, Say it, don't spray it, and get <laughs> over it. You know mm. what I mean? Because once you even release that out and that energy is out of you, it's that that's a sense of relief in itself. Mm. You know what I mean? Even if some sometimes people don't understand, they don't apologize. Sometimes just getting it out and off your chest, like, look, at least I said my piece. And I've, and I've owned up to what I've done wrong. And hopefully you can do the same. Say what's wrong with you and own up to what you've done wrong. And if I'm feeling like, you know, I can apologize, I will. And then you'll apologize, and then we move on from it. Mm -hmm. And it's over with. So I like that. I like that. Broke it down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, of course, there have been people before, Kyle. Mm. And you had, yeah, you said, mm, yes. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting because when I hear friends of mine talk about their bad stories or when they're on different sites, these different guys they meet, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. I mean, it's shocked to know that there's some of these people that really exist. And there are crazy people in the world. There are really some, and not even, there's some crazy, there's some weirdos, and there's some like, you're okay, but there's something different. And I don't know if it's crazy or what it is. Okay, give me your worst date, if you remember it. Or your worst guy or maybe situation. You're like, man. This guy is strange. Or maybe you dated him for a little bit. Uh, okay, so I got an answer because the head went down the table. So I know she has a response. Oh, and I just realized there is a bracelet that says Kyle. <laughs> I have to say, she's a little corny. <laughs> Who has a bracelet with his name on it? It's like a best friend bracelet. Does he have a Chanel bracelet? <laughs> no, that would be that would be too much. Um, all right, so I have to start out by saying this guy. Okay, he he was he's weird. He's weird from the jump. He's very out there, very 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 out there. However, he was immensely sweet. Like, the things he would do would kind of creep me out. But at the end of the day, it pulled on my heartstrings. Like, but that was immensely sweet. Like, okay, for example, he made, we got into an argument about something. Because I, I would go through these phases where I would be into him, then I wouldn't be into him. Because, you know, I'm a young girl, and he's like, he's, he's, he was extremely corny for, you know industry standards or whatever mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. doing. This is like college. And, um, but I also thought it was like kind of cool, like how he was extremely corny. I thought that rock, like he was some 
I don't even want to put too much out. But she's trying not to put his name out there. I'm trying real hard. I don't know anybody you're describing right now. Just so you know. Because I was in love with his his family. I was so in love with his family. But anyway, um, he we got into argument about something stupid. I think I was um, working towards my letters. I can't say the p word, but working towards my letters mm-hmm. as a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha mm-hmm. Sorority. Yes, yes. And he was complaining that we don't spend enough time together, or maybe I was just working on a paper or something. I can't remember what he was complaining about. But in the mix of the argument, he's like. And do you even want me? And do you even want this? I've made this for you. And he throws down this book, boom, on a table. And the thing says, a book of you. And there are pictures. There's a bunch of pictures of me in there, pictures that I'm not posed for, like pictures of me walking to class, pictures of me doing homework, pictures that I was not aware that no one took. (laughs) Right? Very paparazzi. Creep, creep. Right. So I'm like, I don't want this book, I'll tell you that much. But then I got home and I thought, that's so sweet. Like, the, the fact that someone would even stalk me to take pictures of me. This guy, he's on the money. I mean, he's married with like 20 kids now, but that's... Oh, Jesus. You know. That's but I think I almost feel like I you should have taken the book sweet. and has it as a keepsake. But then again, he's stalking you, so... Oh. You know, I think it was just like, you know, I think he's... he's you know, he at the point in time he was like working on being a director, so he might have been just like you know doing some like artistic. Oh, she's not looking type of thing. Mm-hmm. But at the point in time, it was like, where were you? Were you in a bush? <laughs> like what the? Fuck <laughs> is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> but you know, and I thought it's you know at, at the at, after I thought it was a little bit weird, I also thought it was a little bit sweet. I thought it was, I thought, you know, that's a lot to follow some run around all day and take pictures of them. I think that, you know, so I'm, I'm not recommending that by any means to anyone, but I'm a little crazy myself, so I also thought it was endearing. <laughs> <laughs> but don't do that. Do not do that. That will not get you play. So pretty much if you're a director, it's like, oh, there's some logic behind it. But right. if you're a normal average Joe, you're a stalker. <laughs> Not a director. You are a bona fide stalker. No Steven Spielberg for you. No Steven Spielberg for you. No. No. Yeah, but if you're a director, it's still creepy, but you're a stalker. It's endearing. Yeah, like it was. It was a little weird. It was very weird, but it was still. Shout out to him for doing that. That was really sweet, Bo. It's so funny because when you said shout out, most people when they do shout outs, they say shout out to Joe. <laughs> shout out to Manhattan Joe. You know, <laughs> shout out to Steve. You know who you are, Steve. You know? Okay. Thomas, you know who you are, who I went to high school with and went to the it same was college. college. It was college. <laughs> you know who went to the college with Chanel. And if you made that book and if you friends with her, you may hear this. <laughs> we will. If you Instagram friends, we're not Instagram friends. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even think he has. A, you know, he's so against. You know, ugh. I don't even think he has an Instagram page. I think he's like he's very. I, I don't know what's the word it would be called it, but he's very different. Let's put it like that. He's not. Um, you know, he doesn't ride with the wave of society or think what everyone else thinks is cool is cool. He pretty much does his own thing. He's an aggr- against the grain. Yeah, he's against the grain. 
same kind of guy. Yeah. Like, I know there are a lot of people. I have friends of mine that are kind of like that, that don't do social media. And then uh, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) He said, they're They're weird. weird. That's like not having a cell phone, but having a landline. You know, what are you doing? People need to reach you. Or, you you know, that they're weird. But I think there are people who are on social media or not everyone necessarily needs to be on social media because social media is for your brand. It's to help to build your brand, help to build your business. Now, if you are a caveman and you are supposed to build rocks and start fires with sticks, then maybe. And if you created income with that and that's all you need is just you, your sticks and your rocks then maybe you don't need social media. And granted, I'm pretty sure there are other businesses that I can't think of right now that don't need it, but everyone I feel like needs to expand. You need to be connected with the world. Even my president said the other night, make sure to Instagram it. You know what I mean? Like Just to be connected with the world, Craig. It's like, why would you want to... Side note, is his name Craig? Did you just say Craig? No. Oh, okay. I'm just, just I'm I'm digging, I'm digging. (laughs) Craig from Friday. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be connected with the world, you know, you don't have to take a bunch of selfies and selfie every day, you know. You don't, you don't even have to post every day. But just to be connected with the world and see what's going on and what's funny and what's new and what's hot and what's not. What's going on? You know, it's like people who say they don't watch, they never read a newspaper. Mm. Like, even homeless people read newspapers. Like, come on. Everybody wants to be in the know. In this day and age, knowledge is power. Why would you stop any knowledge from entering your brain flow? I agree. I think, I forgot who it was that told me they didn't do social media. And I couldn't quite understand it. The reason why. And I remember meeting someone, she had something that was nothing involved with my business. And she had her own business. And her mom was like, why are you exchanging Instagram? You don't know her. And, I mean, she was right. she, she was joking, but goes. she was still trying to get clarity. Mm-hmm. And I told her, well, her daughter said, well, you know, maybe she knows someone that is in this business or who is interested right. in this. And they could send, and she would send them to my site so she can they can see my products. Listen, anyone mm-hmm. who is... In the industry, whether you're a producer, whether you do music, as you know, music for scores, for, you know, whatever, you're a photographer, you need to be on social media because your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. You have no network, you have no net worth. I don't care if you make cupcakes, child. You need to be, you need to be on social media. Your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. and, and that's free advertisement. You know how much money these big advertising agencies pay for commercials just to get those messages out to you? You can do it for free on Facebook, Twitter. Inst- I don't know who's still on Twitter. It's probably like no one on Twitter. But Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, I-, I guess Snapchat. I don't really know how Snapchat works. Foursquare. I really don't know how Foursquare works, but I see it all the time. I'm not on either one of those, but I'm just saying, you need you need to network. Your network is your net worth. So, unfortunately, we laugh at people who are thirsty for followers because usually those people who are thirsty for followers are also the girls who are just selling ass. They're just on Instagram mm-hmm. taking selfie pictures and no clothes. But if you're if you're a type of person, you're running or you're an entrepreneur in any in any lane, in any business. I don't care if you just repick, fix microphones. You need to be. 
You know, your network is your net worth. Yeah, I agree. And there's, I know I've even seen on Instagram certain casting directors that say, if you want to get a free my class, you've got to post this and do this. Now, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure everybody in the world wants to save a couple hundred dollars to get further into their career, their dreams, their whatever. And if you're not on Instagram, if you're not on Twitter, then there's those things that pop up. And I mean, literally pop up. And I have someone who actually won one of the casting director workshops because he kept posting it over and over and over and over again. And I've done it before, and I'm and I'm going to get you casting directors on here, so get ready. Prepare your questions, your answers. And I think it's great because you have to stay up with the times. If you don't stay up with the times, if you don't stay relevant, no one's going to know you and no one's going to care. And I hate to say it, no matter how talented you are, if you can cry in five seconds and you can deliver every line from every movie ever in life, I don't care, you know, no one's going to know to cast you anything if you're not <clears throat> seen anywhere. The key, as, as, as a human being, point blank into the period, is always to evolve. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to stay walking on all fours when you can evolve to walk on two mm-hmm. and learn to do something else at the same time with your other two whims? You know? yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you can't, you can't reject any ideas. You can't reject any you know you can't reject society and and expect to be accepted by society point blank into the period you know yeah so since we're all talking about entertainment we all have to make these moves i personally made the move you made the move there are very few people in la that are from la and i always think it's interesting knowing everyone's journey you know you have to say there's a there's a conscious click that shifts in your brain that says hey I'm moving to L.A. to pursue my dreams. Whether you have $5, $5,000, $5 million, or five cents, I don't know. What is your story, and did you come out here with $5, or were you one that came out with $5,000, $5 million? And if you have $5 million, we really need to talk after this podcast. <laughs> well, I um, actually came out with just $200. Um, what happened was I was living in Jersey, I was working about, I was working three jobs, a possible fourth. <laughs> I, between auditioning for dancing and acting, I was working as a retail sales associate, as a substitute teacher, and at night I was also teaching dance. And during the weekends, you know, basically had a dance class. And every day I would wake up and I would swing and put my legs on the edge of the bed and I would cry. I would literally cry because none of that was what I wanted to do and none of that was what I saw my lifeline being. My lifeline couldn't be that I had to hustle to survive. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm I'm that's that's my off my my complete thing. I will fight tooth and nail to survive. I don't care mm-hmm. what I gotta do. If I gotta park cars, I don't give I seen this guy at um, at Ralph's the other day, and he was stacking carts. And I was like, that must be a sucky job. Then I looked down, he had a new pair of J's mm, on. I remember. I said, you know what, boo? You stack your carts, you bag your girl, you do whatever you need to do in, in order to survive and then and be order to thrive. I don't care what you mm. got to do. This girl is, is all about it. But as a 
as a person, I was not feeling fulfilled in any of my things. And even though I, at that point in life, I was in a semi very serious relationship. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And all my family lives there. I had to move. I had to move because I had to feed my soul. If I didn't at least attempt 110% to try to do something about my dreams, then I already felt a, like as a failure. To try and maybe if it don't happen, I can deal with that. But to not even try, that's when I failed. Mm. That's exactly <laughs> the moment when I just rolled over and died. So I packed two luggages, grabbed my best friend. She packed two suitcases. We both, I might have had like 200. She might have had like three or 400. And we flew across the country. And we were just... We literally, like, told our parents that, like, we were just going to stay here for the summer and see how far we got and then, you know, return home if, you know, if we couldn't find a job or money or whatever. It got down to the final hour, and I got a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and then that, that's, and I've just been here ever since. But every day, every week, for, like, maybe about two years, it was like, this is the week I might have to go home. This is the week I might have to go home. And... God just always just showed me, like, no, this is where you're supposed to be. He'll go a little bit of cash to last you to the next time. He'll go a little bit of cash. You know what I mean? Because it was basically mm -hmm. when the cash flow ran out, I was going to have to call home and ask for a ticket, you mm -hmm. know, to go right back to Newark. That's how it, you know, that's how it was. But by the grace of God, I ain't had to make that phone call yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so. I had to, though. I had to, though. I feel bad a little bit, you know. Well, not really, because I guess everything works out the way it's supposed to work out. But, you know, I, I feel bad about exiting that relationship the way I did. But the relationship I am in now trumps anything I've ever mm -hmm. been in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it just shows you that when it's your time, it's your time. And when it's supposed to work out, it'll work out, you mm -hmm. know. But, no, I came with 200 and was struck. <laughs> I couldn't even get a job at um, Subway. Subway was like, we're not hiring, but we'll give you an application. And the application had um, Algebra 3 on it. I was like, damn, oh. I thought Algebra only went up to 2. But I guess uh. not. You need to know Algebra in order to cut slices of meat at the Subway. I mean, I can weigh food, and I can cut a sandwich in half. I can do a, a regular. I've never worked at Subway, but I'm pretty sure you cut it in half, or you measure it. It's not Algebra I'm, 3. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I've never worked there. You tell me, Subway artists. They had math on, on the actual application, which I'm very good at math, so I saw it, but I just was like, that is so weird that, you know, I have to go through those extremes to make a sandwich. <laughs> you know? yeah. I've been making sandwiches for a long time now. You know, I think I know cheese meat, you know. Yeah, with some, some lettuce, some tomato, right. maybe some mustard and mayonnaise, but it's oh, not... Oh, oh, you yeah. know, it's not that serious. But no, it is that serious. And I don't think you need a master's or a doctrine to work at Subway because hopefully you're not working there. Now, if times are hard, I'm not judging. But I don't think that's a requirement. Yeah, I'm just saying, Subway, y'all need to fix your application process, okay? That's, that's a little team too much. That's yeah. team too much. <laughs> team too much, too much, too much. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know that. Good story, good story. And then what about, okay, so you all know growing up, Everybody, you know, in first grade was like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be a princess. I want to be a doctor. Everyone wants to be a doctor or a lawyer. Or if you're just one of those little pretty girls, you're like, oh, I want to be a princess because you believe that princesses have full-time jobs. And I have found out as my real life that they're not real. I mean, they're not real jobs. 
Unless you're Princess Diane. Uh, yeah. Or Princess Kate. Oh, wait. Did she marry? I, I don't. Yeah, you know, Kate has a pretty smooth job. She just has to show up in something that looks like Ann Taylor Loft and take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and. Paris, I haven't seen her do any work yet. Princess Di actually went out and was working and stuff, but you know, I don't follow her, so I don't know. Maybe I need to follow her on the gram so I can yeah. be in the know. Maybe we should be in the know and find out yeah. what they're doing Not and how. Yeah, and, and reading is fundamental, so yeah. maybe we should figure that one out. Maybe we should become princesses, too, and find out if we can really do that in real life. But with that, hmm, or if anyone this podcast finds out, let us know, and we will become princesses for you. Well, when I, okay, I always wanted to be in the entertainment industry, and I, I, I literally came out the womb dancing. I've danced since the age of two. But even as a young girl, I knew dancers, they don't make no damn cash. So, you know what I mean? They make it, they make enough money to stunt real quick. I know a lot of dancers who got BMWs and Mercedes Benz, not many that have houses. But those, you know, even those who I do know that have, you know, those luxury cars, they're choreographers. They're not necessarily just dancers. True. But like, you, can make a lot, you can make a lot of money on tour. But it's just that once you've done that tour, you then have to go out and seek another job. It's not like once you're a doctor, you're always a doctor, mm-hmm. you know? And, and then you just, you, you got this income coming in day in and day out. And then, you know, maybe you get another degree or you start speaking at schools or you start working in a teaching hospital. You get, you know, those money things. It's not like that with dance. Once you're a dancer, you, you book a job. Once that job ends, yeah, you need a whole another job, you know? And you might have been making really good money on the Janet tour. But if you don't get picked up for anything else or Janet wants to revamp her, you know what I mean? Once you're a Harajuku girl and Gwen Stefani isn't doing Harajuku girls anymore, mm-hmm. what you going to do after that? Mm-hmm. You know, now you got to go audition for Janet. But Janet already got her one Asian chick that she's been rocking and rolling with. And so she don't need three Asian chicks. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's always weird and fickle and funny. But anyway, all that to say, I thought the best combination to put – my dance aside, but my love for luxury things, i.e. my champagne addiction, <laughs> yes. um, was to become an ice skater. Hmm. So I always wanted to be an ice skater, always watched the little ice skating shows. And then I went ice skating for the first time maybe around 9 or 11. I didn't know the shit was cold. Uh. Like, I knew they danced on ice, but I felt like it must be heat in the air because they got them little-ass costumes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, it's cold down on your feet. Your feet is cold, but legit, <laughs> they can't be in them little costumes and it's cold. Yeah, no. Nah. So, <laughs> so she had to revamp some things at that point. It's yeah. funny you said ice skater because I'm like, oh, I connect with you because I also wanted to be an ice skater. But I'm like, yes, but honey. I knew it was cold, but I knew I it was cold. I it was cold, though. I thought, like, you know, maybe they, they had the ice, but they had the heat on. You know? <laughs> she, I'm like, she got that little-ass little unitard. They got to have some heat on. Oh, you know what no. I mean? She's not just spinning and shit and it's cold. No, it's cold, for real. And, you know, you know when you're in rollerblades, you just go straight on... Ice skating blades, you go diagonal, switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that didn't work out for me. So then I became an actress, and it worked out for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was warm in California. You can act, and you could dance. You could be whoever you want to be. Whenever you're at, whoever, whatever, whoever. I wanted to be a lawyer because I'm really good at debating things. But mm-hmm. then, you know, 
Sally Mae. She want her money ASAP. So wasn't taking what no more student loans. Yeah, and I, I feel you on that. I think a lot of people feel you on student loans. That's a whole another beast right there. I will say eventually, in due time, people, you will pay off your student loans. But don't make that stop you from chasing your dreams. Yeah. Keep going. Don't let Sally Mae stop you. Don't let her stop you doing that. Mm-mm, don't do that. Rule number one, always satisfy the soul. Don't work to please other people. Other people have their own lives to live. Other people will live and breathe, and they will live and breathe with their own awards and acclamations and all that stuff. When you are in your deathbed, the only thing that you're going to think of is not about how you pleased other people, but how you pleased yourself. Mm. Are you fulfilled? And never take tomorrow for granted at all. At all. Tomorrow is not promised to any of us. So set up your today to the best of your ability and do today what satisfies your soul. Because when it, when it comes to the final end, that's the only thing that you'll be left with. Mm-hmm. You know? Listen to Oprah talk. All right. Y'all didn't know I had Oprah on my podcast. You got, to move. <laughs> you got to move. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, sacrifices. Like my brother, you know, he had kids. And then I'm not there to be the amazing aunt I want to, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they still get, you know, really good gifts because I feel guilty. <laughs> they get yeah. really good guilt gifts, you know. But that's, you know, that's. There, there's downfalls to that. You miss your best friend's birthday parties, and you miss all your friends' gatherings and, you know, slumber parties, wine nights, and, you know, all that stuff that you love, you're going to miss that, but you have to build a better tomorrow today, mm-hmm. you know? So you might have to make that sacrifice and move. Yeah, and when you take care of yourself, it makes you a better person so that you can take those trips and you can provide and do things for those loved ones that you have that aren't here. So it gives you that because if you stay there, you're unhappy. Unhappy. And you're not fulfilling yourself so that you can't fulfill and help other people. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, ooh, send Aunt Chanel, can she go home? She's angry. (laughs) Like, we don't don't want her around because she's an angry, bitter person. And hear yes. a two-year-old or a three-year-old or whoever say that, it's not a good feeling. So you've got to take care. Else, Bob Marley, satisfy your soul. Yes, yes. Satisfy your soul, no matter what that is. If you think your chocolate-covered lollipops are the best, girl, go ham on them pops. Mm. Go ham on them pops and then go ham on them social media and sell them damn pops. Because there are people who are out here are selling plastic beads for $420 a pop and fulfilling their dream of, of making plastic bead bracelets. Honey, listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Honey, listen. Honey, listen. Do uh. what you want to do. You know what I mean? But don't be ashamed of your side hustle neither. If your side yeah. hustle is bagging groceries, cutting hair, well, that might be some people's dream, cutting hair. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Making candles. Whatever your dream mm-hmm. is, go after it and do by any means whatever it takes to well not by by any means because I'm still on the fence about hooking and stripping. Yeah. So <laughs> and don't sell cocaine or no, don't sell drugs. No, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't be killing and doing. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Satisfy your soul, but also uphold your morals. Yeah. Don't don't. Don't sell your soul trying to satisfy your soul. That's yeah. the a total opposite. Don't be out here selling ass for cash. That's, <laughs> you got to draw the line somewhere. You know? And you need to stay free. 
You need to stay like out of prison, out of jail to. You know, I have, they they do like shoot from a lot of locations, but prison's not one of them. No. Mm mm. I'm just saying. Yeah. And if you're an actor or an actress, if it's a prison thing, they'll. I mean, we you'll have a lot of self tapes. They do accept self tapes nowadays, but if you can't get out for the shoot date, <laughs> <laughs> you screwed. Right. You screwed. Right. So I don't you know how that's gonna work. Tape from Rockers Island. You know what I mean? And you might not wanna. Yeah. yeah. You might want to wait until you're free before you right. submit. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Shout out to all my brothers on lockdown. Keep your head up. <laughs> Keep your head up. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, different if we had some viewers, some listeners from there. That's different. Okay. I mean, hey, if it's motivation to get you to act right and not shank anybody today. So here in this podcast, yes. good for you. Let's do that. Let's yes. keep people. Keep your head up, boo. <laughs> so keep your head up, boo. Don't remember, don't nobody else love you, Tupac like <laughs> And he... He's dead, kind of. We don't know. Questionable, but, you know, it's there. I'm just saying, keep your head up, boo. I'm here for you. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> All right, so, question. Because I know a lot of y'all there, and it ain't even your fault. I know it. I know it. I've been there. I'm from North. I know it. It ain't your bad. It ain't your fault. It ain't your fault. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. It ain't your fault. You ain't doing huh. it. I mean, some people did. Some people some did. Some people did. Some people did, but some people didn't. I'm just saying. I don't know your case personally. I'm not your lawyer. But for you, for those of y'all who didn't, I'm here for you. For those of y'all who did, have a nice time. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. <laughs> but if you, di- if you didn't do it, you know, there will be a way that you'll eventually make it out and you will be free. Yeah. And then you can enjoy and pursue your dreams and do what you need to do. Yeah. So I will say, I don't know why this is just a random question to throw out there. <laughs> I just looked at her, looking at my little cheat sheet, and I see her peeping. She's peeping at my question. She's peeping, y'all. She's peeping. But uh, we also have, okay, as a kid, they were saying, you know, what's your superpower? If you had a superpower, uh, what would it be? If I had a superpower, well, one would be to start shit on fire with my eyes. Mm-hmm. It's a way for people like when you're met, like you ever seen Firestarter with um, Drew Barrymore? I believe that was Drew Barrymore when she was a little kid, little girl. She could start fires with her eyes. I saw that shit mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like you know, your mom tell you clean up your room and you mad, you just set the whole room on fire. Like, mm, clean now, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> clean now, ain't it? I just yeah, I always wanted to start fires with my eyes. Um, I don't know if that makes me a very vengeful person hmm. because she only could do it, I think, when she was mad. I can't remember the movie, but so much. But yeah, I, I wish I could start fires from my eyes. I think that was really cool. Mm. Makes me slightly an arsonist. <laughs> that um, I really wouldn't want to fly because you know that's bad for your weave. I'm pretty sure that's not. <laughs> you know, you show up place all disheveled and. And flies yeah, in your head. People don't think true. about that stuff. If you fly, you're in the elements, you know? You, you're killing a lot of birds, or birds are, you know, injuring you. You're injuring birds. I don't know if you would fly into each other. I don't really know how that works. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. But I'm pretty sure I wouldn't want to fly. Because my, you know, how, where would I, what would I do with my purse, you know? Yeah. It's like you fly yeah. in, and then your purse is, and you got to hold your purse, hold your jacket mm. closed, you know, hold your dress down. It's just too much. I ain't doing that. You know, make sure your shoes stay on. People don't think about that. This is science people no one wants to fly mm-hmm. um i would probably do that and 
mind control. Like, just be able mm. to move things and Jedi mind trick people. Like, you want to book me. <laughs> yes. I just booked you. Yes. I'm not even casting anything right now, but I feel like you just control. Yes. I, I just booked you I'm on the Jedi series mind. regular. Yeah. On the show. There's more calories in this drink. Oh, okay. You know, I just Jedi mind control people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mind control and setting shit on fire would probably be, yeah. So when you're not setting things on fire with your mind and controlling <laughs> people with your mind, <laughs> what are you doing in outside of auditions and booking and, you know, dancing on ice on a, you know, summer day since it's hot on the ice rink? Where can, where can people find you enjoying your free time? Oh, what I do for fun? Yeah. Oh, I love the movies. We go to the movies. We've, we've actually, this is really, okay, Kyle, I mean, all right, let me make this confession. Kyle and I are very corny. That's my disclaimer. Boom, you got it. So Going back to the bracelet that she's wearing with his name on it. <laughs> <laughs> we've actually saved every ticket stub um, since he's moved to California in 2010 in every movie we've been to we've saved the ticket stubs i don't know why it started off as a bet to see how many movies we could see a year like oh i bet you we see 30 oh i bet you we see whatever and then i just you know we just kept collecting them so i just collect i have every ticket stub from every movie we've ever went to i don't know why i don't know why i'm saving them but it'll come to me at some point Mm -hmm. um but i love going to the movies um i do a lot of yoga drinking is a sport (laughs) um what else do we do do mind you i think i called and kyle answered the phone and and he said she's doing yoga and drinking champagne he didn't say that but i remember yoga is the best have you ever done drunk i haven't oh my god it is the best but it's not like you know drunk so you can't hold your tree stand but you just get like real buzz real nice and you're just at zen like it's crazy it's still i wouldn't recommend doing hot yoga and drinking, that's an issue. You'd probably pass out or... No, but a nice g- glass of spumante and mm. then, you know, your little chillax. Bing, bing, bing. Yoga is <laughs> amazing. It's awesome. Mm. Because it's also you... My, my brain works like this. So it frees the mind and then mm. the yoga frees the soul. Mm. That's what I do. Um, what else do we do? We love the beach. We bike a lot. We're like... We're, when we moved to California, we became outdoorsy. Not like I'm going to set up a tent in the woods because I'm still black, mm, but yeah. kind of, you know, but the other outdoors, like, oh, we'll go to the beach or we'll have a nice little picnic in Griffith Park or, you know, we'll ride our bikes or whatever, corny. So that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we I do. Like I mean, but the way California is set up, there's so many things to do outside. outside. And the weather in California is beautiful. Oh. Like the, the Synespia. Mm-hmm. We love Synespia. Like, you know, you watch the movies outside. You watch movies that you love outside. And then you recite every line. You watch Clueless outside. Mm. You watch Silence of the Lambs outside. It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. You know what I mean? And the whole crowd says it and we laugh and we cheer. It's a sense of community. It's amazing. Yeah, so. And they have the food trucks there too, right? So there's the food trucks, the movies outside. I mean, it's a great experience. I mean, you know the entertainment business. I mean, 
you know movies. Yes. And they're classic movies. So when you're coming out, if you live in L.A., or if you don't live in L.A., come visit in the summer and you can enjoy that. Yeah. And they're all over L.A. too, so it's all over the place. Bring your picklick blanket. Everybody has their little picklick blanket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your picklick blanket. Bring your picklick blanket. And you you know, and everybody brings their bottles of wine and they have flameless candles, some people, oh, and cheese plates. Oh. It's yeah, they get real fancy over there. It's it's a, it's a scene. Mm-hmm. It's a scene. We love it. Yeah. What about what's the ultimate success for you? When you feel like, you know, I know there's certain actors like, hey, when I've gotten you know, when I've received my Academy Award when I received it for Best Actress, or when I received five, maybe people aim for the, st- like, really are, like, reaching, but, you know, Best Director, or even if it's, I've made something and I've touched one person, and they've been affected by it. I don't know. Or, hey, someone laughed until they cried, and I saw the tear come down from their eyes, and they were laughing so hard. That made success for me. What is ultimate success for you in this business? I believe the point to where, whether it's producing or acting, where my mother does not have to work anymore. Because mm. she's made the ultimate sacrifice for me. Once I can do what I love to do on a daily basis and get paid enough to put myself up in a very comfortable situation and keep my family in a very, very, very very comfortable situation that's all I need you mm. know because golden globes can be bought you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you can talk your way into a couple of awards you know yeah. not not knocking the awards or you know or the committees that keep them um those aren't the trains I'm chasing after for the most part mm-hmm. you know because those are subjective and I I really not saying those are the people who I'm not who I'm not trying to impress, but to be impressive in my own right is good enough for me. Mm-hmm. As long as I can be who I want to be every day and then allow my family the time, the space, and the opportunity to be who they want, mm. the freedom to be who they want and not be a slave to someone else's corporation or company. Like, you know what I mean? That is when I feel like I've made it. If I enter this business and I, I Jennifer Aniston my way through it, mm. <laughs> she gets, she makes good movies. She gets paid all the time. No one's calling her. You know, I mean, you know, people have things to say about her, whether the talent's there or not. But the bitch is booking. Hello. You know, not saying that's good enough for me, but that I strive for greatness, but. To, you know, I guess my vision of greatness is different than other people's. Uh, my my thing isn't to impress those people, those committees. Mm-hmm. My thing is to, A, impress myself, do some things that I didn't, you know, that I want to do, that I see very possible, and actually make those possible, and then to be able to support myself and support my family off of that. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing for me. Absolutely amazing. I like that. It's all endearing. Only from the heart. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. Like, you know, because, uh, you know, you can win an award and then next the next year, you know what I mean? Like, not work again. Mm-hmm. You can you can win awards and never work again. Or you can win awards and then never do good work again. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, they get picked because they've won an award, but they're not good for the role. Mm-hmm. 
and then it makes them look crazy like they can act but they can but it's just there's so much politics involved you know what i mean i don't really want to get caught up in the politics with my creativity mm -hmm. my creativity is exactly that it's me creating art it's not you know it's not necessarily a competition mm -hmm. And what are you doing now to get closer to achieving that? What are you currently working on? I know we talked about it earlier. So this is the time where we're going to talk about, and you could say, you know, whatever you want, because I know, you know, obviously some people want to keep the content or yeah. specific ideas about it, you know, on Hush Hush, which I, I agree. But, you know, um, hey, is it a pilot we're working on a web series? Is it a, a feature, you know, or just – Talking a little bit about it or other projects that you're working on as well, but just dabbling but not giving out too much. Well, it started off as just an idea for Vine. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Remember Vine? <laughs> People are actually making a lot of money and making themselves yes, known no, off, off of Vine. Vine. Off of Vine. So we that was our initial goal. It was like um, Javansa, we'll say her name, Javansa got a camera and she was like, oh, I got this really dope camera. Let's shoot something. And I was like, oh, my God, I have so many ideas of things that I would love to shoot. And she's like, okay, let's shoot something for Vine. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. Then I was like, well, maybe, you know, once we sat in the room and, the I and my ideas started coming out and they started flowing and they started taking a life force of their own, it's like, it's too big for Vine. It's too big for Vine. Let's mm -hmm. do a web series. So we started going again and kept the ball rolling. And we were like, it's too big for a web series. Mm -hmm. Let's just go straight to TV. And, you know, I feel like, a lot of people sell themselves short. I feel like there are so many great ideas that people just automatically put in the web series because not that I don't I, I guess they're they're thinking that somebody sees it as a web series and then wants to make it as a TV show. But why not just take it to TV? Mm. Why sell yourself short? Why think that you are not worthy? So we we said fuck it. We're worthy. <laughs> yeah. And we shot, you know, the the TV show. And we are in the finishing stages. And we have so many offers already kind of on the table with a sight unseen, mm -hmm. you know. And we kind of went about it in the unorthodox fashion, which, you know, I think might actually help. You know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. And hopefully yeah. everything goes as Plans. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So bringing this up to a close, since we've uh, you've told me a little bit about it and got the viewers all peaked, like, oh, what's this about? So we <laughs> want to know where to find Chanel. Where can we find you on this uh, social media aspect? You have a Twitter handle, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, because when this drops, they want to be the first to know where to find out. So it's like you heard it first. <laughs> so where can they find you? Oh, I didn't also tell you guys, there are so many amazing, amazing. But besides the four talented actors who are the leads, there are so many more amazing actors. We have Donald Rollins. Uh, we have uh, Marla Gibbs, who's mm. in the show. We have Jason George, who's definitely going to come through and bless us, the screen with his talents. We have so many so many, 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 many of your favorites coming mm -hmm. through. <laughs> um, but you can find me um, on Instagram at Chanel True Story. That's C-H-A-E-N-E-L. Yes, it's ghetto. Because it's so many E's. You can buy a vowel if you like <laughs> with my name. But that's Chanel True Story. C-H-A-E-N-E-L. 
E-L. That's my same handle on Twitter and uh, Chanel Downey on uh, the Book of the Face, also known as Facebook. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I have to say, I love your laugh. Your laugh is so, <laughs> it's such a full laugh. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so bring it to a close. Thanks, guys, for listening. I was super, super excited and had so much fun on this podcast. Again, my name is Megan Weaver, and you are listening to Water Wine Time with Megan Weaver. Life, love, and entertainment. So I'm going to throw mine out there because I don't think I said the beginning. So Instagram, it is Megan A. Weaver, M-E-G-A-N, spelled the regular the right way. A. Weaver. And on Facebook, I have a fan page, Megan Weaver, same spelling, M-E-G-A-N, Weaver is my last name. And on Twitter, had to be a little different, Bacon Eaten Megan. No G, straight bacon, eaten Megan. All right, so until next time, guys, hopefully you enjoy this wonderful podcast, and we will see you next time on Water or Wine. Bye. Woo-hoo!